0: Well, the shark season is over and you thought there was nothing to talk about. Well, guess what there is. <laughs> we have the impending retirement of Patrick Marlowe coming up. We have Schimmick's telling people he was lied to. We got Elliot Friedman reporting that there could be some changes on the Sharks' blue line. We also have some playoff surprises to talk about and our NHL awards to get into, which is always a fun thing. But first, before we go any further, we must ask, do us a favor, follow us on the social media if you have not already. Pick or choose your favorite and go from there. If you want to hit us up in the super chat, we always appreciate that. To support the show, keep us commercial free or hit us up on Venmo at Teal Town USA. So this isn't a Pucknologist. This is a kind of a round robin. You can see, uh, well, over my right shoulder, we have a, a hockey jerk just kind of hovering he just kind would of you, would you would he's floating would you, in the room like a bad fart would,
1: would you say that this is like the
0: after dark Pucknologists the, the after darkologist there you go all right <laughs> sure all right so it's uh you know it's me <laughs> AJ it's Puck guy it's Ian it's obviously hockey jerk uh everybody have a good mother's day okay cool uh so look i don't want to get into all the fucking extraneous bullshit we all know what's going on first off let's get into what's happening may 10th patrick Marlowe's retirement announcement uh first take from you puck guy go ahead uh,
2: well let's see it's been a year coming i think he's gone to uh I think uh the Marlowe family's gone to Disneyland multiple times to think okay he's probably not coming back. Uh, but uh y- you know uh good for him finally to hang it up and uh get the nice send off that uh that he's due.
0: Uh Ian, you think it's a retirement thing or we uh, have a new GN- GM announcement?
3: Yeah, well, you see that's that are you guys sure it's not a, it's not a new 8x8 eight eight deal? <laughs> Are are we sure? Can neither confirm nor deny. I can confirm or deny. You know, before we get going, though, I, I think there's something that we didn't talk about that you didn't talk about on the Pucknologists uh, on the last show. Are you trying to say I we forgot something? Attention? How dare you? Yeah, I just I just want to point out the flow here. Uh-oh. Oh, that it hasn't been
0: chopped.
3: just <laughs> <laughs> way to point out the flow. That okay, is, that now is, that, that the is, flow has been that has been out. kept. Yeah, the flow has been kept. Yeah, I, I eight by eight, man. Eight by eight. <laughs> Sorry, Timo. It's it's Timo's mis- <laughs> a cap casualty.
0: Yeah, cap casualty. Eight by eight. Uh, Jerk. You're like, stop well, talking uh, about this fucking guy. Yeah, already.
1: I I really hope it's not that. To be honest with you, but no, I I I think Puck guy. You know, I think what what Puck guy was saying makes a lot of sense. You know, it's been over a year since he broke the record and kind of I don't even want to say rode off into the sunset. More just disappeared without a trace. Um. I, yeah, I, I kind of think it's the end of the road, and I don't know. I don't know if there is another, you know, another road that maybe he can turn off onto that includes a job with the Sharks. I think just he's got four kids, and they're all pretty young. I imagine that's going to tie him up quite a bit.
0: It makes me wonder though, because evidently uh, reports are he's <clears throat> coaching like this kids' league in Florida or something. Landon is playing in some league there. Uh, maybe he runs that table for a little bit and then down the road, they bring him back. I'm not gonna say they're gonna go full like San Francisco Giants where like every former player that like had a big name is brought back as a quote unquote special advisor, but it wouldn't surprise me if he comes back in some sort of capacity. I know the Sharks have mentioned uh, Joe Thornton coming back in some capacity at some point. So maybe they just get the cursory title that is like, yeah, he's still here to sign autographs and be team ambassador from time to time when needed.
1: No, I, I think that's the word you use there, I think, puts it best is like kind of like an ambassador, you know, and, mm-hmm. and and the one that comes to mind for me is is uh Justin Williams. You know, he's he's the special advisor to the Hurricanes uh general manager, but you see him a lot of the time like, you know, he'll make an appearance in a suite or he's, you know, signing autographs or he's helping make content on their social media you know he's kind of just all over the place and i think if yeah if marlo were to come back i think it would be something very basic like that i don't i know you said it wouldn't surprise you if he came back in some capacity i am the complete opposite it would surprise me he does not strike me as the type
3: yeah i i gotta agree with jerk here on a more serious note like to me like it just he seems like the the constant family guy right and he's you you and you play as long as Marlo did. You made as much money as Marlo did. Like he doesn't have to come back to to make money, right? Uh, part of me just thinks like this is a guy who's probably just happy being dad at this point. I don't think he wants the f- now. Maybe they'll surprise me on Tuesday, but I <laughs> doubt it. I I think that this is a guy who probably wants to recoup lost time with family. Now I'm sure once you kind of get that you know used to that kind of family living it's hard to go back on the road every day. It's hard, you know, it's hard to get back to that grind. And to me, that's what I think for Marlowe. I think he's probably more happy being a dad than, you know, than being prime minister or GM or whatever else you might want to make him.
0: So what I'm getting from you is he's not going to be replacing Roy Sommer or Donald fair anytime soon. Probably not.
3: (laughs) rice Somer definitely not um (laughs) sadly donald fair i mean i don't think (laughs) marlo doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants to go and fight with gary bettman on a daily basis
0: (laughs) true very true well well, mikey j we see you i see you i feel i feel seen how about joe pavelski last night (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh boy! Keep <laughs> but, it in church,
0: buddy. Yeah, keep it in church. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll all find out May tenth, eleven o'clock in the morning Pacific time. I'm assuming that they're gonna have a stream this in some way, shape, or form on the Sharks Audio Network. If they don't, there's clearly a problem. But
1: look, or you can just you can just hit up a season ticket holder. They evidently have given out tickets to this thing,
0: which I'm glad they did. I think that's absolutely the right way to go. Like you know, there's a lot of fans i mean chiefs been around for 20 something years like why not let the fans be there and show their uh, appreciation right i think for i think sure. that's a, a solid move versus you know having some tiny little thing Cause if you remember dude olin owen nolan's thing was rather small yeah it was
2: in the club and i think it was also the same way for blake and ronick it was just like a small little thing and they had people call in and uh, th- he's He's your original draft pick. He's been around the organization nearly a quarter century, even though he yeah. had a time with Toronto and Pittsburgh. But I mean, uh, he, for him, and, and perhaps the same thing Don't with Joe, he sent him off. oh, my bad, my bad. Yes, Carolina Hurricane legend, legend. Patrick Marlowe.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, they held that in the club, or what Jerk refers to as where people like to cry.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs>
1: There's going to be I'm sure there's going to be a lot of tears on Tuesday, you know, not any from me, but uh, <laughs> definitely from a damn, you know, from a lot of people. <laughs> That's why they call him the jerk. I, I think and one right. thing and then we can move on. But Ian said this and then it popped into my head. According to Cap Friendly, Patrick Marleau is made just from playing, not sponsors, endorsements, anything else, just from playing hockey. Ninety six million dollars he made playing in the NHL. Has he had? I think he did OK.
0: But as. Spon- bro. Yeah, escrow. But. Yeah, true. I <laughs> mean, escrow,
1: taxes, agent fees, all that nonsense. But, you know, yeah. that gross income, $96 million. So I think he's doing okay. I hope he's doing okay.
0: What are the sponsorships <laughs> or endorsements? So I've never seen him talk about anything.
1: Well, but. just be, I don't know. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. That's true.
0: That's true. I'm I'm a little surprised that the sharks don't push harder for that at least on a local level. But you know, like, hey, I'm Patrick Marlowe here from Bay Area Hockey Repair. These guys know how to replace <laughs> skates like a motherfucker, you know. But yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Patrick Marlowe from Amato's Cheesesteaks. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, Patrick Marlowe for Bebo's Pizza right here. I, I think the only thing
2: he's, he's even sponsored was that Goals for Kids program, yeah, like years that, ago, which is and that's, was probably and a that's contractual
0: sharks. obligation. Exactly. But okay, so Marlo, exactly. we'll see you all on Tuesday.
3: Before we get off the thing, Zach Walker in the chat asking uh, is is Marlo's the number a number that you retire? No,
0: no, no, nope. uh, no. I don't retire any number until the Sharks win a cup. And now that said, it's not like you can't do what like Toronto does, where you've got you know a banner with dude's face and his number. Like you're acknowledging it, kind of a ring of, you know, or honor. ring of honor, wall of fame type of a thing. Like, dude, loved you, loved everything that you, you know, did for this team over your time here. No, you don't retire the number. It, at least in my opinion, somebody else feel differently. Uh, I'm I
3: am th- different. If they did, I wouldn't get angry, but I'm not like clamoring for it either. I wouldn't be surprised if they do it next year. Oh God. You, you got You got to sell some
2: tickets too, right? No, I what a better I, way to put another banner up with, with
1: <laughs> one of your no, I, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, I, I think I'm with you, Ian, like if they did do it, I wouldn't care. And I think Puck guy, you make a lot of sense where you say, yeah, you want to sell tickets, make some money. I understand that. But at the same time, like, and I, AJ and I have had this conversation with, you I saw- can't even begin to count how many people, but so you're you're retiring Patrick Marlowe. You're honoring you're honoring everything he did for the Sharks, which is what
2: exactly? Over five hundred goals, most games played oh, okay. by an NHL player. I mean how did that he, help was, the team win a Stanley Cup? I'm gonna did. remember this later. I mean he I mean he he, <laughs> he had some big goals. I mean there were oh, sure. there were game winners in the playoffs. Why don't we retire Jonas Donskoy's number for scoring
1: in game three against the Penguins? He he got that the one.
0: Barkley Goodrow, game seven.
2: Yeah.
0: I, think just, one dude, I think Toma, we should just – Dude, Thomas Bordelow <laughs> the other
1: day. Retire <laughs> every number and then just retire every number that has ever been worn in the organization and then new number pool. Uh, the first team with triple-digit player numbers, 100 to yeah.
2: 199. There you go. <laughs> Oh, screw it. Let's just go emojis.
0: Again, I just say that, you know what? (laughs) Just put up his face with the numbers, similar to what Toronto does, and be done with it. It's no... uh, I'm sorry? I agree. Yeah,
2: I think that's the way to go.
0: But good luck being that next guy that
2: wears 12. Hey,
0: Marcel Gotch was fine. Who? Marcel Gotch was fine. You know what,
1: though, Eric? that's That's a solid point. I think... Damn. To- Jonathan have- Chichu I mean, was fine
0: despite Ray Whitney's prowess. <laughs> okay. No, but I mean, dude, but, but, couture was fine after Jeff Friesen's legendary status. No, be- I, think that's a good point. I know no, I think I, it's a good point though. What?
1: Uh, Just good. whoever wears twelve after Patrick Marlowe is gonna have an enormous shadow to live in. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: But it's again, you know, Marcel Gotch you know, there are numbers have been reused. It all happens. You know, there are players I think are deserving of having a number retired. I'm not saying Marlo didn't do a lot for this organization. It's just for me, the only reason you retire a number, if he had been a significant piece of bringing a cup to San Jose, he's the captain at the time had played there, you know, 15 years and, you know, I'm a bit on that top line and leading score and, you know, all the things that go into it. Absolutely. Then I'd be behind it. But fact of the matter is, is I, I don't know if this is an institutional thing from the front office, an organizational thing, but it doesn't. I mean, at this point, let's be honest there, there's been people clamoring to like retire NABBY. So, like, if they haven't done it all, you know, yet, I just don't see them doing it for Marlowe. But I may be wrong. I may be wrong.
3: I think I think is different than Navi, though. I,
0: I do, too. But I just feel like if, if the Sharks were in a rush to retire numbers, I feel like there were a couple people that could have been looked at already. So I don't know that they're in a rush to do it. Let's move on. Uh, so we get the Patrick Marlowe, the obligatory Patrick Marlowe stuff out of the way. <laughs> uh, Redeem Shimmick coming in hot. Uh, evidently uh, reports from, I want to say this came out of Czech media, but they talked to him and he said, I was told younger guys must play in my place. Coaches told me the decision came from management. Management told me it was the coaching staff's call someone lied to me. They didn't tell me the truth. And with the national team, I want to prove myself that I can still play ice hockey, but it's not nice. One always wonders who's telling the truth and who's not. I've been brought up to always tell the truth and be honest. I'm not saying they are not honest, but in this case, they didn't want to tell me the truth. It stings a little bit, but what can you do? Uh, Jerk, this just sounds a lot like they lied to me they wanted to tell me the truth, but they lied.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. And, and, you know, Shimmick is, uh, you know, he is playing for Chexia in the world championships. So obviously he's, he's got a lot he's going to focus on. Obviously. I mean, we all we all liked Shimmick uh, at one point in time. We thought he made, yeah, he made an instant impact on the team, but you know what? He's, he, his play has slipped the last two years. And I think, you know, Hmm. For you know, even with like just focusing solely on these comments that he made, like I'm not going to be at all surprised if he shows up. You know, if he goes home after the world championship and his his sharks equipment bag is in front of his front door, like, so like that's it. it. Like he's he's not coming back to the sharks. Like I know there was some question. Ooh, are they going to trade him? Are they going to buy him out? Or you know? I think, think after these done? comments, I don't think he's done in the NHL. I think he's done with the Sharks. You don't come you don't come out and slam the organization assuming that's what actually happened because you know google translate can screw with things a lot but i don't think you say all these things and then expect to come back and yeah you know i'm really happy to be your seventh defenseman like i don't see it working that way
3: i always take these kind of comments that are, as Jerk said, you know, language barrier, stuff like that, with somewhat of a grain of salt, too. Because the way they cover hockey in Europe is a little bit different than the way they cover it here. It's a little more tabloidy over there.
0: Well, Ian, though, let, um, me, let me interject for a moment, though. Mm-hmm. this, A lot of this quote came from uh, Shang's article, and he mm-hmm. actually gave a hat tip to... A Czechoslovakian friend for the translation, so I don't know you was taken to out of context. No, I don't. I don't know, but you always, you you have to be
3: very careful with these things when they come from like European press because they do cover the game differently. They're a little more tabloidy everything over is there. TMZ they, over there. Everything gets a little more salacious over there when when hockey players talk. So it's kind of, you always kind of want to. Take with a grain of salt a little bit, but obviously, like you said, I read the same article you did from from Shang with the with the translation. And um, so, yeah, I think obviously, look, at, he's probably frustrated, right? He didn't play a lot this year. Um, yeah, you know, guys obviously got to play ahead of him, and he didn't really get much room. Like you know, we we complained a lot this year that Merkley didn't get the rope we thought that he should get. Shymik got less rope than that. Jerk. So I don't go ahead. No, I say so. I don't I don't blame him for um, for being upset. Um, But I mean, he's my bio candidate this summer.
0: I would say with only two years left and not not the largest captain. Was he getting like two point two something jerk? Does that sound yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Two and a quarter, which it. it, it on its own is small, but when you factor in a Hurdle extension, a Meyer extension, sure. like... Ferraro. The, you, Ferraro as well, and Capo like, you got to... Barabanov. You know, you, and Barabanov. <laughs> you know, you have to... You got to scrounge for change, you know, through somebody's
0: couch. Wow. Yeah. It's just... Boy. It just seems sometimes uh, when things start to get better for the Sharks, they get a little worse. I don't know. This, uh, obviously, the... Everybody is going to be talking about this at some point the next time that there is some sort of media scrum or whatever saying, look, you know, hey, look, Shimmick said decision came from management. Management said it was the coaches. Coaches said it was management. You know, like clearly passing of the buck. Nobody wants to like own it. But I think, you know, jerk, as you were saying, kind of, it's almost like a case of two things can be true. It's just kind of like, well, look, did they want some younger guys in there? Did they want to see what they had in like say a Merkley or a Middleton or whoever? And also you kind of sucked. I mean, am I wrong?
1: I mean, that's the that's the bottom line, you know, is yeah. I you know, the Sharks are obviously they made an emphasis or at least claimed to make an emphasis on playing younger players this year, but even if your expectations are incredibly low and you know, you're going to play young players, like you still want guys in the lineup who you think can give you a chance to win on a given night. And unfortunately this season and last season and the second half of two seasons ago, that was not redeem Shimmick.
0: Hey, no, all right, so let's move on. Speaking of shitty defense, uh, Eric Carlson. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus oh, boy, what a transition there. <sighs> oh, so, you knew it was coming. Yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. So Elliot Friedman had some things to say about the San Jose Sharks recently on his 32 Thoughts podcast. Meanwhile, in San Jose, it does look like that there were some preliminary, very preliminary trade talks this year involving defenseman Eric Carlson and a couple of teams. Now, I don't necessarily think that's going to go anywhere, but what I do think it says is that the Sharks recognize having two elite Norris Trophy-winning right-shot defensemen hasn't always mixed as well and meshed as well as the team would have hoped. The Sharks have made it clear in their GM search that they are still going to contend, but in a tight-cap world, this might be a luxury they have to explore. Burns, in particular, has less term on his contract and Carlson. They're both great players, but I think if the opportunity comes to them where they get something they like, that is something everyone's going to have to watch with San Jose and the right side of their D. Now yeah, The Sharks might be one of those big movers and shakers this off season. Yeah, they might be. Uh, before we get into that, though, live game score alert. L.A. is now up one nothing over Edmonton, for those of you guys giving that one the horse-eye. The thing for Carlson and what Friedman says, I just think it's so funny because this is literally shit that we were talking about three, four years ago. Why do you need two of these guys? Like, it looks great on paper. Two North-winning defensemen. Looks fantastic on paper. How does it play out on the ice? And, Ian, you can sit there and say, look, uh, Burns is the probably more easier piece to move because less term, less money. But I also want to say, maybe Burns is more valuable not because of less term and less money, but he can, he'll actually play the entire fucking season. Yeah, but uh, but here's the problem,
3: right? Like, and and I mean anything's possible. Look at Wayne Gretzky got traded, right? Uh, so any, I mean, anyone can move. I just think Gretzky, moving Wayne, Eric Carlson.
0: Wayne Gretzky played 82 games in a season. But go ahead. But <laughs> but here's the thing, right?
3: Like, I mean, it, to me, like, either way, like, you're not. I think the one thing that always gets like missed in the in these conversations is like this idea that I think I'm trading Brent Burns to make the Sharks better. I'm not. I'm trading Brent Burns to make cap space. Or I'm pretty, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I do, I think that the team will be immediately better without Brent Burns.
0: No, of course not. That's dumb.
3: But wouldn't it be to, but you have to
0: do something? But wouldn't it be to get money to acquire like people that can actually score? Sure. Or, you know, fill in holes. And, you know, I, like, I just feel like
3: with, with Brent Burns, like, I feel like GMs would still roll the dice on Brent Burns for the remainder of his deal because he's still a productive player. Like, I know that there's he definitely has his detractors in this fan base. And look at I can be incredibly critical of some of the dumb things he does too, but doesn't matter. He's still a productive player. GMs would still think that they have a guy that they can put on the ice with Brent Burns and make everything A-OK. And look it, if he goes somewhere else too, chances are he's not going there to be their number one guy. He's going there to be like the 3-4 guy. Sure. Which I think is probably better suited to him at this point. Like, I think the fact that Bob Bugner wants to, like, you know, like, I think he've set another record for for time on ice this year. Like, how is this productive for, you know, what, 37 now?
0: Yeah. Like, at
3: some point, the wheels are going to fall off. And I'd rather the Sharks not be the ones holding the bag.
0: All right. I mean, uh, puck guy, three years left. Eight mil. Sharks are likely going to have to eat some of that cap, maybe two million or something like that. But again, I go back to the point where Chiefs still puts up points, still eats a shit ton of minutes, and is healthy. Hasn't missed a game since 2014.
2: And that's a kudos to, to Burnsy on himself. You know, the thing is, is that, yeah, they're going to have to have some salary retention, they're going to have to, you know, sweeten this deal a little bit. How much do you want to sweeten the pot for them? I mean, do you want to, like, oh, give up 25%, 50% of, of salary retained to get something down the road? And let's be honest here. If we're talking about Schimmick going someplace, or you want, you're you going to be stuck with Eric Carlson or vice versa with Brent Burns? You know, who are you going to have to play defense? You you want more time with uh, Mawash and Magna? Uh, I mean, we're hoping Kineshav is okay. We really haven't gotten a whole lot out of that outside of the exit interview. And, and you still need to get, you know, Ferraro resigned. So they, they kind of need to make a decision on this, and they kind of need to make a decision on an, as to who. And I'm quite kind of surprised that there was some calls about Carlson, uh, considering, as we said, the injury and and well multiple injuries let's be honest here i uh, guess bernsey can be more you know more strength and, and um less injury prone and jerk i know you've mentioned it before i think on twitter and and on the technologist you know for a guy who avoids uh you know getting hit how how the heck does carlson get hurt so much
1: yeah i mean you have you factor in that you also factor in you know We've seen, and I was actually going to dig into the data and and you know because I have nothing better to do on my hands, go back the last four (laughs) seasons and track this. But we've seen before where Burns plays better when Carlson's not in the lineup. And so I don't know if that's a situation. I don't know that it works the other way. I don't know that you can say that Carlson plays better when Burns is out of the lineup. I don't know if it works both ways. Burns has never been
3: out of the lineup, so how do we know?
1: Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) the point. So I think I mean, I I'm I'm very much like trade Burns run with Carlson just from the the perspective of tradability, Right. But I think if you had to pick one for no other reason than playing 82 games, you have to go with Brent Burns, even though I think he's the worst player.
0: All right. I just I go back to I don't know. You know, it's it's. Time on ice again. Burns eats minutes. Does he eat more than he should? Yeah, probably, and that's on the coaches, obviously. But it's you know, Chief is gonna he's gonna play a full season. Eric Carlson is you have no idea. So again, though, this is all speculation, and right. it does make you wonder how Carlson and Burns felt about Friedman's report. Although, to be fair. Let's listen to Burns during his exit interview when he was asked about staying in San Jose these you know, next three years on his deal.
4: No, I mean, San Jose's been a, a special place for us, for our family. Um, it's definitely, definitely tough when you, you lose three years you know, not making the playoffs. I think everybody feels that way, whether they're they're young or older. Um, you know, you, you've got guys that they're third third year going on their fourth year, and they haven't haven't even played in the playoffs. So, you know, at that early stage, they already realize that you know they've they've lost those years to have a chance at it. So, it's. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's what we all play for. So, um, I've been in the league long enough to know that when things, when when you're doing these meetings at this time, it's there's a lot of changes that happen and and need to happen. And, um, yeah, obviously there's a lot of changes that are going to happen here. I think you know when you're you're looking for a new general manager, it's there's a lot of things on the on the table. So, I I don't know. Like I said, I'm gonna. Gonna be staring at a squat rack in a little bit here and <laughs> trying to get my head wrapped around that. So
0: I don't know, San Jose has been a special place. Not is, has been. Now that's probably me reading way too much into it.
1: Is this the first time we've ever seen in in a in a media in a media kind of situation? I feel like this is the first time we've ever seen Burns that dejected. And I know Ooh, yeah, you've yeah. AJ. You've mentioned it. You know Shang and Nick were talking about it um, earlier this week as well. Like, you know, between questions, the the clip doesn't do it justice. But between questions, Burns was taking a lot of time with his pauses.
2: You're right. Uh, the interesting thing, and you guys bring up how dejected he is. I mean, that's, I mean, Burns's energy is is huge in the locker room. Uh, when when i did the outdoor game i mean he was all over the place having fun and everything this is completely 180. and you know there there are a couple of things to it you know that's got to be frustrating to not be in the playoffs again it's got to be frustrated to just have this this struggle going on and it's getting to him i mean i i could i could see that maybe he wants out i mean we're not gonna speculate if he does or not but at the same time dude wants to win and he's been a proven playoff performer the same thing with logan couture on 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 this team you know get them into the playoffs and they make magic happen
3: Ian? yeah i mean and, and here's the thing right like we already talked about it like he's 37 like is brent burns like if you keep brent burns is brent burns gonna see the playoffs again in his career as a member of the sharks no that's what i'm saying right <laughs> like like and that's why like i understand like that and that's why i say like yeah like the team will obviously not be as good without brent burns and you're hoping other guys will step up and and play a role but like is if if you if you don't do anything then is this team going to be competitive again before brent burns calls it a career now maybe he's a freak and maybe he'll play till he's like 45 and then make us all look dumb but going by your, you know, your average, you know, guy still playing, you know, maybe, maybe he plays to 41, 42, but even then, like by then how far are the wheels falling off?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, guys, let's be honest here. At the end of that press conference, he was playing goaltender with kids. So, That's true. I mean, he's our number, he could be our number three backup goaltender uh, going into next season. He, he got that depth <laughs> going on there. How many times is
1: how many times is the Teal Town account said Burns
2: for Vesna? I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> right. <it was> <laughs> there. Yeah, and, and it,
0: but it's that whole idea of like you know, it, I, he's out there playing with his kids. He's having fun because the season's over. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's you know it sucks. But
3: I I don't know. Like and I, I don't know. And I I think I think the one thing like would be easy to do is to read into this you know read into this report and be like oh eric carlson wants out i just think that's copium i think that's just you know i think people believe what they want really really hard but it won't make it true
0: well speaking of carlson let's listen from him for a quick second on the sharks new gm
4: yeah i mean we'll see uh you know uh that type of change hasn't happened here in a long time, so I don't really know how, uh, how that will go over, how it will work. Uh, but, you know, usually when, uh, when new people come in at, at positions like that, you know, things are going to change. And, and, you know, quite frankly, things are going to have to change.
0: Now, like Eric Carlson, things are going to have to change. This, remember, this is the same guy who said before the season started, I didn't come here for a rebuild. Well, first three years of your deal, no playoffs. How are you feeling about your contract now? Jerk.
1: I I wouldn't say the sharks are in a rebuild. It feels more like development hell, you know, to borrow a, ter- <laughs> a term from the filmmaking industry. Um, but and you know we we touched on it a bit last week on the finale of the Pucknologist. But I I like you know whatever you want to say about Eric Carlson as a player as a person whatever I, I that like that right <laughs> I like the answer he gave you know I like him coming out and saying. You know, things need to change so we can be better. I like him saying that because we've heard, even during the season, we've heard too many times, oh, we got a great group of guys in the room and we're a away from the playoffs. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. we're a third line center away from contending. And, you know, it's nice that, again, whatever you think about Eric Carlson, the, the amount of time he plays, the amount of money he makes, all this kind of stuff. Like, he is a focal point of this team, whether you like it or not. And when a focal point of the team is saying that things need to change, I look at that and I'm like, damn, things are going to change.
0: This is, all right, well, things have to change, as he said. Yeah. Uh, MPAP in the chat, real quick, is, does anybody get the impression EK65 just doesn't want to be here?
3: No. Copium.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Alex asking EK65 wants to be here when they're winning. If the Sharks are losing, he seems to become disinterested. I don't know, there's a couple times, I will say, I'm not, I'm not saying that when they're losing he becomes disinterested, but Jerk, you'll remember, there was a couple times on the Pucknologist where I straight up showed video of Eric Carlson just straight giving up on a play because he was frustrated, you know? So,
1: put can you, uh, Alex's comment, can you put it up there one more time?
0: Sure, there you go. EK-65 wants to be here when they're winning. If the Sharks are losing, he seems to become uninterested.
1: So let me ask you this, just straight up, and we can go around the whole table here. Do you want to be on a team that wins or loses?
0: I mean, yeah, wins, but... Nobody looks at losing and says, hey, what an awesome opportunity. Yeah, I get that, though, but I I don't know. To me, it's like you're looked at as as a leader. Mm-hmm. highest paid guy on the team, highest paid defenseman in the league. Got an A on his jersey. Got right. Got that A, but also got all them zeros on that check. And so <laughs> when the younger guys see you have flub a play and get all like pissy about it and half ass it back on the back check that, you know, that attitude trickles down. Well, and, and you and know, I, I, depend- I've never
1: seen that from Brent Burns. Well, and depending on who you ask, uh, you know, if a Carlson or a Burns does that, it's because he cares and winning is important to him, and he's a very passionate, very competitive, uh, and serious guy. I don't. Buy Whereas that. if a if a Ryan Merkley or a Santori Hatika did that, he's a bum rookie and needs to go back to junior A and and you know all this stuff.
2: Yeah. You like think, that's the thing. Didn't Bugner mention that to Hurdle it, just in frustration over over some plays early on this season, and that just helped. It's like you're a leader. You need to, you know, have that demeanor and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it can go all around, but yeah, it, I agree with you. You got to, you got to have that composure, that even composure. Yeah, you get frustrated, and that's understandable. We saw it with Couture, uh, at the end of the year against Colorado. Uh, there are going to be moments that like that, but you also have to contain your composure and, and just keep fighting. You, you got to keep fighting, keep chomping on to, uh, to get where you want to go and yeah, the changes do need to be made in the organization. You missed the playoffs the last three years. So something's got to give.
0: I mean, I see that like when I, it's not, obviously it's not the same, but I'm just saying that when I played softball with, uh, you know, w- with the whole crew that I played with, it's a sport and I'm, I'm not getting, I'm paying to play this game. And no matter what I did, if, Contact was made. If the, Whether I hit the ball into the outfield, far into the infield, or if it was a swinging bunt, I pedaled my ass as fast as I could to first no matter what because I had no idea they could flub the ball, they could flub the throw, the person that was uh, catching the throw at first might flub it. You never know. So always haul ass to first base. And when I would see people on my team occasionally, they didn't get the hit that they expected or whatever, and they'd, they'd go, oh, this is gonna be easy easy out, and they'd jog their ass to first base, and that used to piss me off. And that's what I saw that on that play that I showed you, Jerk, that time, where it was like Eric Carlson, you know, like the the play that he wanted or what he was expecting, it didn't happen, so he was a bitch about it instead of hustling back like he should to set an example and just be a team guy. But uh Ian, we haven't heard from you. I mean, I don't know, man. Like I just I feel like we've
3: we've hashed the Eric Carlson thing to death. I think that sure. Eric Carlson um look at, like I'm not going to sit here and say Eric Carlson's like the perfect fucking player, right? Like, you know, he has his up games and his down games just like everyone else. I think Eric Carlson has become a flashpoint for this fan base, and I think he gets more shit than he probably deserves. And I think that there's more things wrong with this franchise right now than Eric Carlson's contract. And I know some people in the chat are gonna roll their eyes and go, "But Ian, that's when this whole thing fell apart. And if you couldn't see the cracks forming before this, then you're blind." But every the team... cracks were there.
0: Every team needs. This a... was coming. Every team needs a whipping boy. It used to be Brendan Dillon, right? For me,
3: <laughs> for, yeah, for sure. Like,
0: uh, for sure, it was Martin. I, mine was Martin Jones for a long time. There you go. So as long as we have our whipping boy, we're fine. I just, I just I, go yeah. ahead, Turk. I was just going to say it would be
1: nice if the whipping boy was somebody who, as I said a couple minutes ago, wasn't a focal point of the franchise.
3: Yeah. Like my, I get, you know, I, I get it. He's a lot. For example, dude, perfect whipping would boy. Shut his mouth sometimes. <laughs> We go. That's the one thing I wish Eric Carlson would do is just sometimes just shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> oh, dude, his his line out of the exit interview when he said something about I uh, I chose myself for once instead of over the t- dude so, sounds good. Uh, awkward, yeah, yeah. Um, I
3: mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I think I think hockey's a dumb sport where we glorify playing through stupid things. Especially sure. when there's nothing on the line like we. Oh, man, that guy's a warrior. You play on a broken leg during power play. What a guy. No, he's an idiot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag please like my sport. Fucking a growing the but, game. I don't know. All right. So, look, we'll see what happens this offseason. Obviously, if Carl Carlson or Burns is moved, uh, would it benefit the Sharks? If just one of them was, I would, at this point, I would vote yes. Well, they have to do something. Like,
3: you keep, (laughs) what else are you going to do? What else else can you do? They don't have to do anything, Ian. That's true. That's true. They (laughs) don't. But if your plan is to return to contention by, you know, which is what they keep spewing, and if you're going to do that by rolling out the same guys and, you know, plugging in new
0: random guys from the Barracuda, well, get comfy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so let's turn that topic off and move to the nhl playoffs so far uh for those of you given the horse eye to the la edmonton game that's currently on la up to nothing right now kind of a shocker i would think after the first couple games but uh, let's get into the surprises uh i mean jerk any what's like your before we go into like you know series by series, what's like the one surprise you have so far?
1: Honestly, I, I I think it's the fact that the first two games of actually, no, the first three games uh, of the series between Calgary and Dallas has only seen Calgary score four goals in three games. Whereas, you know, when you go, uh, you go to the regular season, they were averaging close to four goals per game right mm-hmm. and i and i know you you know you have it in your notes you know you have it in our notes here wow uh washington over leading florida that's a surprise not really you know pittsburgh over the rangers that's a surprise not really cause, i mean number first of all i picked the penguins and i want to let you know that again um but <laughs> but like we i think we all kind of agreed that you know either the Panthers were going to wax the Capitals in four or the Capitals were going to grind them out in seven. I think we all agreed that that was one of two ways that this was going to go down. So I don't really, you know, seeing Washington up two one on the Panthers, that doesn't really surprise me because it's one of the two ways I saw it going. I don't know about anybody else, all
0: but right. well, Ian, your surprise so far um,
3: starting goaltenders tenders are, are voodoo and no one needs one. <laughs>
2: fuck guy yeah i'm gonna go with what ian said i mean how many of these teams wish they traded for james reimer right now you know look at carolina and and i i thought after what carolina did uh in raleigh the first two games that that you know they're gonna finish off boston early and then all of a sudden boston's fighting hard and getting in it but yeah carolina and and florida um I'm getting shades of 2009 of a President's Trophy team that kind of looked like they had all the pieces and just like, meh.
0: I'm, I'm going to say the thing that has kind of surprised me so, so far in a week's worth of plaps is how many fines have been handed out.
3: Penalties called, too.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. there has been – we're so used to, as hockey fans – for watching this the the beautiful game for so many years is that playoff time is usually oh that's that's when the the whistles are left in the dressing room and the officials just go out there hands akimbo just fucking play whatever it's all good so to not only see the amount of penalties but just the amount of fines and i think we've already had uh who was the guy for? Was it Toronto? Somebody tried to kill somebody. Colton or something got suspended uh, a game.
2: <laughs> Kyle Clifford. Clifford. Kyle Clifford. yes. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, the uh, the irony that he wore 43 for the Maple Leafs and he gets a suspension in the playoffs. Oh.
0: <laughs> so that is just been amazing to me that we've seen so, like all of a sudden player safety like f- out of nowhere said, "Oh wait, we're playing now." Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. I'm bl- I'm blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Well, especially
1: because you know Ian, you know one of Ian's famous lines is that the NHL playoffs are played under prison yard rules. Yeah, prison yard rules. (laughs) You know, and and yeah, like I think I saw, I saw a stat where it was you know obviously we've been through Tampa Bay, Toronto, we've been through four games thus far, and and that series especially has seen an insane amount of minor penalties. I think I'll have to double check, but I think in the in the in each you know in the second period of the series. Uh, you know, the first four games, the second period has seen a grand total, I think seven minor penalties. And it's just like, it's insane because we've seen so many playoff games where there is one minor per game. And, you know, it's very, you know, very thinly contested, you know, where it's like, you can borderline kill a guy. And, you know, as long as he is back up, uh, you know, vertically uh on the ice you know it's kind of play on
0: very much so so let's start with oh we got a super chat yeah i know i'm gonna get there okay okay. (laughs) but we're we're... okay fine (laughs) i'm just saying it's the rules i don't make the rules yeah yeah, i don't don't make make the rules we just (laughs) we're just here boza coming in happy day of mothers there same you to you yeah same to you yeah.
1: that's a level. nice donation value yeah very nice
0: well, love it I, I dig it nice love you Bed- puck, Mom. nice so look first first round i i get it dude jerk you're sitting there going i don't know what you're talking about i even fucking washington i thought they were gonna be an- dude you you were one of very few most people said florida was just like they're the wagon lots mm-hmm. to prove Sure, Florida and five. Mm-hmm. I think you no, said I, Florida and five.
1: I did. I I said that I was using my brain when I picked my bracket, but at the same time, I did, and I know you pointed it out where I was like, Florida strikes me as the team where it's all or nothing, like cup or first round exit. You know?
0: No oh, shit. All right. So uh...
1: I do want to say one quick thing as well. <coughs> uh, so puck guy, you mentioned how you know, games one and two of the Carolina Boston series versus three and four of the Carolina Boston series, vastly different, you know? And, uh, I'm saying this very tongue in cheek. Do you happen to know, uh, who the starting goalie was was Uh, winning in in each of those four games? Just keep going. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, you know, I thought it was funny and I know we talked about it on discord and, and, you know, uh, very jokingly I said, Oh, after the Bruins are down 2-0, I said, well, you know, the Bruins would be up in 2-0 if they had simply gone with Jeremy Swayman. And he started games three and four, and games three and four were both wins. He only let in two goals per game. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Maybe the uh, the ultimate sarcasm was not so sarcastic after all. I don't know. Anybody?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That that series there, the the Boston-Carolina series, I thought that, I had picked Carolina there because I figured that even without Freddie Anderson, I thought that Carolina's defense would carry them through. Mm-hmm. Um, now, am I shocked that Andy has made a glass and hasn't <laughs> played since the first? No, of course not like that. You know, I, I, I didn't realize I forgot that he was the backup and now they're down to their third goalie who I think has performed well enough. Like I don't, I don't hang this on him at all. I think he's done Pretty good, all things considered. I think Carolina hasn't been very good. Boston's always got that. Yeah, if they just get rolling, just a little bit, they've just you know, they're they're upset nightmare fuel. I think they do it better than anyone else in the league. Like they they, it's one of those teams where I think like they're definitely, you know, the the road the road is near the end for this group, but man, they you know. But if you give them an inch, man, they will murder you with it.
0: So, when I was gone for a minute, we moved on from Washington Capitals to... We'll go back. Oh. <laughs> is that what... Okay, so, I mean, any... Okay, fine. Then, fine. last looks at Florida-Washington? I think... The thing
3: with Washington that surprises me is that, like... It's it the Ovechkin show this year. And I thought, for you know, like, you can't have a one man playoff team right like That's, that just doesn't work
0: and i was and just yet, on the florida wagon
3: and yet here we are like it's 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 crazy to me to think that you know i thought all they had to do they had to shut down Ovechkin series is theirs um and yeah and uh, washington weird i don't know
0: uh, joe thornton has not played in the first two games i don't see why they would play him tomorrow and with that being said, it makes me wonder if Joe Thornton will fly in for whatever is announced for Marlott uh, on Tuesday. But anyway, uh, Bl- Bob Blazey, video game controller jumps up and down excitedly. I like it. <laughs> Dig it. Uh, you guys are talking about it Why I had to hop out for a quick second. Uh, Carolina and Boston. Jerk, I will go back to... Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> I, dude, I will go back to last Sunday when we talked about it, and I said Canes and seven, mm-hmm. but I also told you Boston scares the shit out of me.
1: Yeah, and that's what Ian was talking about. You know, kind mm-hmm. of saying like they're the like they're the ultimate upset. Like they like that team, even though they are kind of on their last. Like they're built for playoffs. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense.
0: Well, and it's funny that each game. The home team has kind of like thrown their Johnson around, you know, like all the big Dick energy when they're in their own barn, all of a sudden they get into the other team's barn and all of a sudden it's a little squeaky. It's a tiny one. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, t- today, hell of a game. Lots going on there, dude. I'm sorry to Tony D'Angelo. What a bitch throwing his stick for the empty netter. Are you serious with that? Eric? It's pathetic because it's basically
2: that's an automatic goal, no matter what. So yeah. for throwing your stick on, on an empty netter chance, um, come on, guys. And then the stick break from the other defenseman as well. It's like, guys, like we were talking about composure earlier. You guys got to contain your composure because all of a sudden, this is where the psychological battle kicks in. And now Boston's like, oh, we got them. They're, they're rattled. They're rattled. Bring them on! We can't wait to get back to Raleigh for Game Five. They're rattled right now. Same thing with 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 the uh, the Panthers. no. you know. Wait,
0: no, 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 Boston, Carolina. That's what I'm we're just talking saying. About. I'm just saying <laughs> the, the collateral. No, dude. Uh, I mean, jerk. D'Angelo filled the diaper as Pete Blackburn or emptied the diaper today.
1: Oh yeah, I mean he was. You know, you have uh, like like I was talking about just. Yeah, the nonsense throwing his stick, right? And then you taste him. I believe it was. I believe it was Curtis Lazar that he cross-checked in the face.
4: Yeah.
1: And just ugh. like I know, there's been a lot said about Tony D'Angelo, but it's kind of, you know, mostly true. I I don't know that I would say this, but others have said that he's gone to Carolina and has kind of reinvented his career, reinvented his image, or whatever you want to say. But this game uh you know this game today like i said all, all the nonsense that he pulled dude Pete, yeah tony d yeah that old image is back and so you know it was kind yep. of i kind of had a cheeky little smile seeing chris wagner blow him up uh in the third period <laughs> uh and and you know brad marchand as much as you know people want to say whatever they want about brad marchand but you know kind of <laughs> calling tony d'angelo a racist i mean i thought that was kind of funny too <laughs>
0: I mean, Ian, it's it's look <laughs> tied two two. Home team wins all the time. I mean, Carolina in seven. What do you, th- you think? Boston figures this out.
3: you think you're definitely in trouble till you lose at home, right? So yeah, right now, I mean, uh, <laughs> if it keeps going this way, I mean, uh, Boston Boston has like one
0: of these teams has to beat the other on the road. And at I some feel, point. but I feel like after today, Boston might have the upper hand going into Carolina. There's still, you know what though.
3: But I think that the one thing about the Carolina Hurricanes is that they are a very well-coached team. So hopefully, I think he'll... I think Moore will get them kind of back on track and back and focused. I think it's easy to, to let a game like that get away from you and let the frustration over thing. But, yeah. I, but I think Moore will have them ready to play uh, in Raleigh. All
0: right. Uh, Toronto versus Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean... Jerk, you, you said Tampa's the sleeping giant last week. How how you feeling right now? I still feel really good, um, <laughs> surprisingly, uh, I'm not saying I'm that sure. as a dig. I'm just saying,
1: you know. I mean, you look at, uh, obviously, game one, a 5-0 loss. Game three, a 5-2 loss, right? But you look at game two. I mean, they pumped them 5-3. And, and today, you know, a 7-3 victory for Tampa Bay. Yes, you know, were two of those goals empty netters? Sure. Um, And and don't think we're not tracking the playoffs module. But, like, this team, and and there's been a lot of talk, they've played so much hockey the last Mm -hmm. couple years. They're tired. They're this. They're that. But, you know, we've seen, like, they still have that ability to rise up when it matters most. And I think we're finally, you know, Steven Stamkos finally gets on the board. We're seeing the Braden point from the last two years we're seeing again. And I think ultimately I think they would prefer Vasilevsky not let in three goals a game but yeah. Vasilevsky looked dialed in today really until the third period and so I don't know who's to say if this flips the other direction and Tampa Bay just cleans up but I don't know I I I personally think it's a fool's game to bet against the lightning
0: uh I mean jerk game five in Toronto um that's the it could and I'm sorry I said jerk I meant Ian uh, mm-hmm. game, game five in Toronto. Uh, will heads explode if Tampa wins game five and takes a three, two lead back to Tampa
3: heads will explode either way. It's Toronto. That's just, <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens. Heads will explode. Um, right. I think, I think in this series, I, I never, I, I never underestimate the Maple Leafs ability to completely screw up my brackets. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just prepared for them to just like, this is the year they're going to go because this is the year I stopped. I, I stopped believing they could do anything. Um, I am a little bit nervous about Vasilevsky. I don't think Vasilevsky's played his best hockey this series yet. Now, there's plenty of time left for him to do that, but he's made me a little... I didn't like some of those goals that he allowed uh, when this was well in hand today, I didn't like some of those goals. So Vasilevsky has me a little bit nervous. Um, but it's like, I don't know. Like I, I picked the Lightning in this series. I thought Vasilevsky would be better. I thought he would just shut down all their big guns and then just frustrate them. And we would see what we've seen pretty much the last three years of Toronto's playoff utility. We
0: haven't really seen that yet. So I'm kind of nervous. Well, I mean, I had Tampa in six mostly because <clears throat> jerk, jerk talked me into it. Uh, but Eric, I mean, how Toronto would it be for them to just lose the next two games?
2: <laughs> oh, God. Seriously. It, it, we talk about mind games. I love what John Cooper was trying to say. Oh, well, you know, Campbell's given up, you know, uh, average of three and a half goals a game. It's like, well, yeah, but Vasilevsky's given an average of four goals a game. Uh, in this series, I mean, yes, he's resilient with with his uh, uh, with his 16 and 0 after a loss. But my gosh, you know, you, you got to feel a little shaky if your goaltender's at giving you at least three goals a game for Toronto. Take that as an advantage that you you get three goals uh, when you are getting shut down. Where this where Tampa is usually known to just dominate and shut down a team. Uh, you gotta use the crowd. You gotta use, uh, the resiliency. Uh, you can't let bunting get, uh, out of his game in, uh, John Tavares. You need to, to help out in, in this sense too. Uh, the East is really good guys. I mean, Toronto Mm -hmm. has been phenomenal all year. I would say if they if they were to go out in the first round, this one isn't as bad. It, yeah, it's frustrating that you still have, that Toronto hasn't gotten past the first round in 18 years. But I mean, what didn't the entire Eastern Conference that's in the playoffs hit 100 points? I mean, it's so close with every team.
0: Um, Mike, with a couple of good comments here. First off, he said. Uh, I would be thrilled if Jumbo gets a cup, but this would be far from the storybook ending. He deserved to win as the main guy with the Sharks, not a healthy scratch. And the thing that we need to point out that uh, either Ian or Jerk mentioned uh, a a scotch ago that he has to to dress for one Stanley Cup playoff game in order for his name to be etched on there. And so far, he's over two. The other comment from Michael Meyer, which I think is fucking hysterical. (laughs) Toronto winning game five only to lose game six and seven would be the Toronto way.
1: So true. It's true. Yeah, not I mean, only that, but that would vary
0: Tampa as well. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Like Tampa has a propensity for winning series that way too.
0: What, what's it, the quote? This is not the ending we expected.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, and NHL, for the love of God, can you make them wear different types of jerseys I mean, seriously, to have them that close and they're in the same division, for Christ's sakes, I mean, come on, Tampa. Stevie, why is gone? You you don't need to look like the Red Wings in blue. You don't need to look like the Leafs in Florida. I don't know.
0: Well, all right, the final one in the East, and this is the one that Jerk and I have the bet on, Rags versus Pens. (laughs) And I'm going to say, in that first game, it was like Rags lost, triple OT. And I'm going... All right. It's fine. You know, it's triple O T, maybe I mean Shisterkin made like a bajillion saves and okay, Pittsburgh got lucky. All right, fine. Rangers will be fine. And then the next game what happens? Five to two rags win and I'm going, okay, here we go. And and then what happened? Seven fucking Pittsburgh calls. <laughs> Shisterkin's yanked and I'm going Fucking jerk gonna win this.
1: <laughs> Dude <laughs> like you should you should know not to bet against me. You know? Uh, dude.
0: Uh, who owes who money right now?
1: Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> here's okay, the thing. Okay, then. Like <laughs> a a one out of a hundred chance is still a chance, you know. And <laughs> oh fuck, and you. that's I fine, you know. I, I have no I problem. I losing... odds on that
0: fucking bet to be honest <laughs> with you.
1: <laughs> no, I I just think you know, if if the Rangers ended up winning, I wouldn't be too upset. I think this is the most evenly matched series. I think it's been the most exciting series. Oh, so maybe as, in the East. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. Like, so I obviously want the Pittsburgh Penguins to win. I would love to make us all square on the $5 bet for this season. But at the same time, if the Rangers won, I, I we wouldn't be that upset because it's this this feels like a, a coin flip series or, you know, where it's like, mm. you know, okay, uh, whoever – like whoever's got the puck when time expires, that person wins. Like it's that close, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, and I want to get back to that playoff series in just a second, but uh, it, Gen X brought this up earlier. I don't know if any of you guys heard it. Keith Jones had like a real dick fucking comment during the Tampa Toronto game earlier today. After Tampa scored their first or their fourth goal, and it was four nothing, there was questions about Campbell being pulled. And Keith Jones, in between the glass, goes, well, you know, maybe it's a sensitivity issue. Why would you say that? Is, oh, Campbell's too Keith sensitive Jones. to be pulled. Fucking Keith Jones. Anyway, all right. That was. I just needed to get that out of my fucking system. Uh, Ian, where are you at with the rags and pens? Uh, this is probably one of my favorite series so
3: far. I think the games have all been pretty exciting. Um, I think the Rangers... Our team why I think I, I picked the Rangers to win here. Yeah, uh, buddy. But <laughs> like this It's kind of it's kind of a win win for for the Rangers, I think. Like if if they lose this round, then they kind of get that bloody nose that I think that everybody needs before they take that next step. And I think the Rangers um they'll only benefit. Or they beat the Penguins and they go on to the next round and you know and look for that bloody nose elsewhere. Um I, I think I think it's been a really good series. I think, um, you know, I think shesterkin has been still pretty good. Uh, I know he's allowed a, a few goals, but I think that Pittsburgh's offense, especially they've had no they've had no answer for the Crosby line um, at all, uh, which, you know, you would think that would be that would be job one. But they've pretty much had no answer for that, especially on the hard way. Um, and, you know, credit to credit to Louis de coming in again, you know, Dude. Uh Tristan Jari's out. Casey DeSmith goes, you know, gets the weird injury in overtime, and then ends up, you know, uh, getting surgery. He's out for the playoffs basically. And now, you know, Louis Demings had to come in as the third string guy. You know, so I give
0: him a ton of credit because again, starting goalies are are bullshit. No one needs them. (laughs) (laughs) Now you also have to give credit though too. I mean, they know Demings back there, and they're giving him a shit ton of goal support. Uh, Correct. D- I mean, d- d- Eric, I got to be honest, like with that first game, triple OT, obviously won by a goal. I thought that fuck this series might be primed to be one of those where it's like every win is just by a goal. We might yeah. see two, maybe three overtime games in this series. And then after that, five, two, it's like everything has been a three goal win since then. I don't know if we're going to see that tomorrow in Pittsburgh, but uh, your take so far on this.
2: Uh, eat a lot of spicy pork and broccoli during the game. Yeah. I mean, that, that's probably the best story we've heard in these playoffs <laughs> so far. Uh but yeah, goaltending's kind of been iffy here and especially the the last game with uh Shesterkin. Uh it, it goes to show you that, you know, not all goaltenders can you can have a one-off game, you know. I'm looking at you Keith Jones when talking about goaltenders having one-off game. Uh but you know Pittsburgh i mean this is their last hurrah allegedly with this with these group with a uh, crosby malkin latang and such uh and, and finding a way to work together as a team you know number 3 goaltender louis deming barely played a whole lot in the nhl this season and in getting yeah, a chance games yeah i mean it, it it just goes to show you when you when you're working together and and you have that team chemistry, things can happen. But Rangers, I mean, Shosturkin. You know, I know we're getting to our awards a little bit. One of the best goaltenders of the year uh, has been great, and and his, his teammates. You know, you look at Panera, and you you look at you look at their lineup, and great coach Gerard going I mean, shoot, whoever who would have fired him is probably really regretting that right now.
0: So I think um, what we've taken from this is that someone's going to run Deming tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> they're going to get into the e book it, it just feels like this feels like, and not
1: to say that I'm picking Pittsburgh to win the Cup by any means, but this the the story of Bite Louis Deming. Tongue. He he comes in <laughs> in triple overtime, and you know he's he's hoovering spicy pork before the period, and he's just all this. Hoovering? <laughs> like all this nonsense, and you know, this feels like Jordan Bennington in twenty nineteen. Oh, this feels it mouth. feels like the hamburglar, right? Where mm-hmm. the oh. the warm and fuzzy feelings are going to carry them to a round. You know, oh, I hope the Rangers What are a coming out, out party
3: for
0: anymore. for caco though. Finally, yeah, yeah, eh? yeah. It's about like, time.
3: I I think big coming out party for him this this series.
0: And did I read that like Goodrow's out for game
3: four? He he's out for oh I think he's like week to week.
0: Oh crap! That's the one guy you are looking for to score that extra goal. Uh, all right, let's move over to the West. Uh, look, <laughs> Avalanche versus Preds. This game this should be this should have been over in three. The waxing dude. Yeah, d- yeah, dude the the fact that Nashville took them to overtime in game two. I was like, really? They can't find really. I mean, seven two, seven three, but two to one. Okay, either way. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Does Colorado is Colorado gen and say, Hey, let's let them win one in music town so we can take game five at home. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to fucking (laughs) steamroll these sons of bitches. So, uh, I would look for like, I don't know, a five, one victory for Colorado tomorrow. Uh, I mean, Eric, (laughs) this to me has been the steamroll series of the first round.
2: If there's a team that's on a mission, it's the Colorado Avalanche. I think they've been wanting to get back ever since they lost in the bubble. Then they lost, uh, it, you know, what was Dude. it, round two to second Vegas? Round. Yeah, and they've been on a run. And, and don't piss off, off Nathan MacKinnon. They
0: they, they've been pissed off since they lost in that round versus uh, San Jose in the second with the skate. What was it, Landis on skate?
2: <laughs> You're right. No, good. good call, AJ. You know, they've been on a run and and this is, you know, I mean, I think we all were saying this when we were signing. it was either Dallas or Nashville that Colorado was going to get and they're just going to wax them. You -hmm. know, Uh, now does the whole thing with Darcy Kemper come into play. I mean, now you can maybe play Francis to play it safe. Give him give Kemper more rest, especially since you're going to be playing Minnesota St. Louis and they're going to beat the crap out of each other. But yeah, I mean. Nashville sorry. I mean uh kudos to Connor Ingram for game two, but you're missing UC Saros.
0: Oh dude, and uh I mean Ian, Roman Yossi, enjoy your Norse. That's the only trophy your team is getting this season. Uh aside yeah. aside from that, uh I mean it sounds as though if you if you look at Everything on social looks like Kepper, Darcy Kemper is just an eye bruise. He should be ready to go, but even if he isn't, who gives a shit? You got a three nothing lead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would probably like, I think if Kemper can go, you,
3: you, you stick with him, right? Um, cause you're probably, you're probably going to get a little bit of a break if you can wrap this up in four, because I don't think the Minnesota St. Louis series is going to end anytime soon. Mm hmm. So I think he has definitely time after that to let that swelling continue to go down. Um, but yeah, you know what? I, I I give Connor Ingram a lot of credit though. Again, you know, um, he's come in and he's you know David Riddich started the uh, the series and he's come in in relief and <laughs> without yeah you, know, you know I mean again without UC Saros like even with UC Saros they get waxed by Colorado, um, but without UC Saros like. They didn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, but I, I give Ingram a lot of credit. I think, I think he's played pretty well for them, considering his level of experience. And again, just like guys that have had to step in because starting goaltenders are bullshit. No one needs them.
0: Well, I just, <laughs> I've, I've heard uh, Ian elicit a lot of giggles from uh, Jerk. I just feel like, man, you
1: you talk about feeling for a guy. You know, David Riddick got seventy five percent of a first period, and Nashville was like, mm, We're good. And <laughs> we're good. It's been Connor Ingram the whole way. And and Ingram has played very well, despite the fact that, you know, two losses, not a great goals against average, but he's made a lot of saves, which is good. And just poor poor big save, Dave. You know, I mean it was kind of there there was definitely a small little bit of hype train, you know, where it's like, okay. Soros is out like this is your moment in the sun right and then as i said he gets 75 percent of a first period and that's it you just feel for the guy (laughs) yeah i mean when you're you're you know three years ago your nickname was big save dave and now you lost your net to the third string guy yeah
0: that's ugh.
1: either way (laughs) so that's that's a good way to describe it aj yeah dude
0: It's, I mean, it was, it was, it was the curb stomping that we've all expected, you know, more than a few people were like, you know, Colorado and three, I said Colorado and five, just because I thought they might, I don't know. I thought the abs might say, eh, what if we played with our food for a little bit and said, uh, you know, like maybe we put some, let's give a couple other guys a look, give them some experience or something. No, I think the Colorado is going to fucking blow them out of the fucking water. Uh, let's move on to wild blues, which for my money, uh, in the West. And I know you talked about it, uh, on the Eastern side where you got, you know, Rangers penguins is, you know, really shaped them. I, dude, I don't know, man, wild blues for me so far, Ian has shaped up to be the series we all thought it and hoped it would be.
3: Yeah, I think. I think you know, and 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 the funny thing is, is you look at the thing like Rangers Penguins, like that's that's a rivalry. That that's a rivalry that goes back. <laughs> Maybe this doesn't go back very far, but this is a rivalry matchup, right? This is why, this is one of the few things I like about this playoff thing. Is like it kind of forces more rivalry matchups. And St. Louis Minnesota hate each other.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely but did, hate each but other. And something is Did display. they, did they before this series? You know, like this is it was like San Jose and Detroit didn't know each other from Adam for a couple of years. And all of a sudden for the longest time, I fucking hate those guys. And it oh, seems yeah. like St. Louis and Minnesota, you know, St. Louis had issues with Dallas and Colorado or whatever. Minnesota sure. was kind of like this little younger stepbrother over there. That was kind of like, you know, like a, a fly that you might swat at once in a while. But now it's like, I fucking hate Minnesota. If you're a blues fan.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's, I I think it's absolutely lived up to the hype. I think it's, like, these teams hate each other, and you can tell. Um, I'm surprised. I think the only thing that surprises me about this series, look, I I like Marc-Andre Fleury, but after what, like, Cam Talbot was really good for the Wild this year. And I understand that they went and got uh, Marc-Andre Fleury at the deadline, but like, the where the Minnesota Wild finished is no small part. Like, Cam Talbot played a big part in where they finished the season. I'm surprised it's been all Marc-Andre Fleury so far. Not that I have an issue with Marc-Andre Fleury. I understand again, you went and you traded for him to bring him in. I'm just surprised that um, man, Marc-Andre Fleury and goaltending controversy just kind of <laughs> live together. Well, and,
1: and that's very, you know, that's very big of you to say, because I know I know once upon a time you famously said that any team that loses to Cam Talbot should probably just fold. So <laughs> it's true how far they've come, but no, I I think you know they've only met in the playoffs once mm-hmm. uh in within I should say the last I don't know 6 or 7 years. Um but you know the last time the Blues and Wild met in the playoffs that was the year where the Wild were really, really good, and they were all in. They acquired Martin Hansel, and they mm-hmm. they were very serious. And, and the Blues bounced them in five games. And so, you know, obviously Minnesota has been to the playoffs since then. You know, they played Winnipeg. They lost in the bubble. They lost last year, obviously. But I kind of feel like even though they beat the Blues in 2015 and lost to them in 2017, I feel like because – of that 2017 season what the wild were projected to do and the fact that the blues pretty famously just stomped them like to me it's kind of felt like the blues have been the wild boogie wild boogeyman for a long time
0: dude i thought it, <laughs> dude when you were talking about how long it's been i saw ian i think the last time these guys had an issue with grant fuhrer was in goal for St. <laughs> <yeah. Louis." laughs> <Well, laughs> like i think it, you're gonna it, fucking go there but chris brocker was yeah so oh yeah him. captain <laughs> of st louis But the fact that it's like each of the the first four games, it was a four-goal win, you know, four nothing, six two, five one, and then the last one, okay, by three goals, whatever. But this has lived up to the fucking hype, jerk. And we talked about this last week, and I, I've got, I'm pretty sure I have Minnesota in seven. Where, where did you fall on this last week? Uh, I I said, which.
1: I may have I to read. I think you said I think
0: you said Blues and 6 or Minnesota and 7.
1: I said I said Blues and 6 and I I still feel and again I you know I do like what the Wild have done this year and and you know one of my good friends is a Wild fan but I think with how much the Blues score and I know me and Puck I have talked about this it's hard to sleep on the Blues when you consider how many goals they score per game.
0: They do, they do score and they did I thought they finished off the season probably better than just about any other team. Those last few weeks where it was like Dallas was like, no, we're just going to back right the fuck up into this. So the fact that mm-hmm. St. Louis kind of came in on a steamroller, I was a little kind of like, I don't know. But you listen to our buddies over at Let's Go Blues Radio. They had a couple losses on the blue line that had them shook or rattled, as you guys like to say. So next one at Minnesota. I think if Minnesota wins this one at home, I think they got this one. I think they got it. Uh, I mean, put guy. Uh,
2: you you guys talk about wild and blues. I kind of go back a little bit further with uh, blues and North stars as how the St. Louis, Minnesota rivalry kind of matches up. The North stars and blues were always a hated series uh, for many of years ago. So you kind of have that little, little bit of niche coming back in there. Uh, to me, St. Louis, I, I picked him to be in the win in seven, uh, and then of course Bennington comes back and wins uh, game four for them today. After Huso gives up what eleven goals in the last two games prior to
3: today. Yeah, because starting goaltenders are bullshit.
2: <laughs> so now, so so now, and kind of go go with with what you're saying, Ian. Is Alan Walsh prepping? a Potential knife through the sword in what with a flurry in a wild uniform if they go oh, with Talbot did for he game just five. Say
0: knife through the sword, <laughs> so- he might have. <laughs> I think you mean sword in the back, <laughs> yeah. That too.
2: I've been up since 3 a.m. Shut up, <laughs>
0: oh, dude. I'm, I'm like 10 beers in. Fuck you. <laughs> I think, like, the thing Attacusa. with the wild, too.
3: I, I think the thing with the wild, too, is like the reason I picked the wild, and they picked them in seven, which means I really have no bloody idea. That, well, that's I'm how right you tell, I you. don't know. Um, but like the wild to me, I just figured like they have to go for it this year, right? Like the wild have pain coming. Yeah. They have pain coming. Um, like, so I just, I think that's why I gave them the edge because like it's now or never for them. Not never, never, because Kaprizov's still like a baby. But, <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be some pain over the next couple of years where they're going to have to make some sacrifices to, be a cap compliant team.
0: Oh, and there's a lot of people that gave Billy Guerin a shit ton of credit for his moves leading into the deadline. You yeah. know, like he, he played it right. Like he's aware they're fucked for the next couple of years based on the cap. So mm-hmm. make the moves you need to make. And I don't know. I just hope, uh, Kirill remains the thrill and, uh, I mean, he's been it, so good. And it, not only that, but the last time I looked, uh, it doesn't hurt when you get the reigning Vesna winner, but that's just me. I just, uh, let's move on to flames stars and we can talk about St. Pavelski, my man. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. How many goals does he have so far? Uh, I think like more than anybody, but, uh, this has been a. I got. I got to admit, this has been a way tighter series. I. I. I said Calgary in five, and we know that's not happening because the stars are up two one right now. So, I mean, <laughs> holy shit! I am really surprised now. Credit. Obviously, you have to give credit to Otter, play has played very well. Uh, Markstrom. I don't know. Maybe he shook in the playoffs, but. We've already seen two shutouts in the first 3 games which I think is a little like really I'm 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 shocked by that that in 3 games Calgary's only been able to manufacture 3 goals after what they had done before so uh, I mean, Ian, have, have uh, you're in uh, Canada? Have you seen Johnny Gaudreau's face on a milk carton or something?
3: Ah, uh, I think it's weird, eh? Because like you look at the way the Dallas Stars played to enter the playoffs, and that had disaster written all over it. Like if you look at what they're in their last, I think, ten games, who did they beat? What the Coyotes, <laughs> like the, the, the Sharks, devils. <laughs> the Devils, and the Golden Knights? Like they they just like everyone else they played like they backed into the playoffs so hard and i thought yeah there's, this is disaster plus calgary
0: <laughs> calgary was filling the net all season dude the last 5 games that dallas played their goal song was like that sound you hear when a when a when the garbage truck is backing up beep yeah beep, beep. that was their goal song they backed up so
3: hard yeah and i'm like and i'm really upset right now because i thought okay Edmonton's going to beat LA Calgary's going to (laughs) beat Dallas and we're going to get a battle of Alberta. It's going to be great. And then Edmonton can fuck right off. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And everything would be good. We'd get a great hockey series, Edmonton. Like, and now I'm like, who (laughs) now I'm thinking, well, shit, now what are you going to do? Like if, if Dallas, like, If Dallas gets through Calgary and then plays the winner of like Edmonton LA.
0: It's it's Montreal all over again. Uh I mean, Eric, why why was Daryl Sutter able to put this together so well during the regular season and now is having issues?
2: Uh I think he you you base it off of having a hot goaltender in Markstrom. Uh, To go with your goal scoring and now the goal scoring, you you know, usually goal scoring likes to dry up during the playoffs In the East. You couldn't tell by some of these scores acting even the in the in the Blues uh, wild series, you you can't tell by it. Um, But, you know, the hot goaltender we all thought was going to be Markstrom in this series. It turns out it's it's Ottinger and Ottinger and and that that Pavelski line uh, for Dallas has been wonders for them and playing some strong defense yes you know Kachuk and and the flames have been making it a battle uh in these first four games i mean i'm sure all of those guys are are bruised and sore through four games heck, heck if this or excuse me three games heck if this goes to seven how how tired are the both of these teams going to be but uh you know calgary should have been i i, I thought they were going to handle like, like you guys said, I thought they were going to be able to handle them with ease, and um, that's why you play the playoffs, folks.
0: I mean, uh, Jerk Ryan Ryan warned warned us of Otter.
2: Yes, so, he did. So, Ryan, so,
0: Ryan
1: is famously a big Jake Ottinger fan.
0: So there is that, but you you have, to, I mean, Dallas is a fucking one line team. How is this happening?
1: Well, it happened, and, and we've seen, and I think... Uh, what had you know, happened was... <laughs> it was already kind of touched on before where, you know, Johnny Goudreau, I know he's he's got two assists in three games, which is, is you know, any regular player would love to have a stat line like that over a full playoff run. But for Johnny Goudreau, that's not good enough, especially with no goals. And, and it feels, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but it feels very reminiscent of 2019 where... The Calgary Flames have a banner year. They win the Pacific Division. Johnny Gaudreau has a uh, career high season, 99 points, and they get dumped in the first round. And Gaudreau doesn't score a goal. And here we are, you know, the Calgary Flames. Um, similar kind of thing, you know, a banner year. Not a fi- well, yeah, actually, they did. They won the division yeah, again. Literally, a Johnny banner Gaud- year. <laughs> yeah, won the division again. Johnny Gaudreau had a career year again, 115 points. Here they are in the first round. By no means are they out of this series, but they're certainly not commanding the series either. And Johnny yeah. Gaudreau's got no goals, and that's not to say that all the blame falls on his feet because it certainly doesn't. You know, Matthew no. Kachuk, um, you know, Matthew Kachuk has has no goals either, and Elias Lindholm, you know, is kind of the only one pulling the rope there. It seems, and and Jake uh, Jacob Markstrom has been very, as you said, he he's got decent numbers, but you know, he's not getting the goal support. And unfortunately, when that happens, people tend to look at the goalie whether or not it's it it's it's uh, the right thing to do. And so I just I wonder if Dallas, similar to uh, Louis Domingue in Pittsburgh, I wonder if they're just going to be like this ragtag kind of scrappy underdog who just finds their way to punch past somebody,
3: you know. I don't know, it man. just doesn't make any sense because it's a one like like Dallas is not a good hockey team. <laughs> yeah, but the, somehow like, they get shit not done good.
0: Like the
2: other the other guy that hasn't shown up in this series, Tyler Toffoli, which they made a big yeah. move to get from Montreal. Right. Right.
0: Well, and the, see, that's the funny thing is, is that you ask like most. I don't want to say okay somewhere between like uh, you know I watch every game and then like casual you know like more than casual but less than the hardcore. You ask them to, to to name Dallas players, they're going to give you Klingberg, Heiskanen, Pavelski, Robertson. Um, see, I'm already at a loss. How dare hints. you forget Rope Hintz? Sorry, hints. I had yeah. it. I had it. But they're going to give you those five players. They're not going to know any fucking buddy else on this team. Well, that's crazy,
3: right? Because you get nothing from Ben and Sagan. Like they've already taken Radulov out of the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine that.
1: Dude, Two that's what I'm ago. saying. And and Radulov, I feel like is a guy who is built for the playoffs. Yeah, you know he's very he's one of those like he scores goal or historically has scored goals, but he's a very physical player too. Yeah. And he he's a guy who should thrive in playoffs. But I think kind of like you said, AJ, this team is not very good, and so I just wonder, regardless of what happens this year, I kind of feel like it's time for Dallas to say, okay, yeah. Robertson, hints, Pavelski, like that's our big line, and we're gonna focus on Heiskinen and Essa Lindell on the back end. But beyond that, like I think, you know, Jamie, you know, Jamie Ben is a shell of what it used to be, and I think Dallas would be smart to move on from him before it's too late. And unfortunately, Tyler Sagan's been good, but you know, motherfucker's been hurt the last three years, so it's yeah. not it's not really his fault. And I just think we're gonna see a total Makeover of the Dallas Stars going into next year, regardless of what happens, and kind of to put a bow on that and hopefully move on to the last series here. Little little factoid for AJ. Uh, Fuck, here we go. Do you do you happen to know who? It was Pavelski. Who? <laughs> okay, fine. It's Pavelski. You're right. <laughs> do you ha- do you happen to know where Pavelski ranks on the 2022 playoffs
0: module? Uh, third. First. Oh, okay. Well, why am I not shocked by that?
1: I'm just saying, and I don't know. I, you probably didn't see my tweet last night because I didn't tag you in it, but, you know, uh, there was a little tweet about Pavelski being 37 and doing all these good things, and I said I was like AJ sitting here laughing at all of us. No, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my man. But well, we're going to see what happens. Uh, you, the thing that, that to, to put a bow on the Stars Flames thing, I just get a kick out of the fact that like seven weeks ago there was all this talk about the Stars moving Pavelski Klingberg wants out, you know, like there was a lot of talk about pieces being moved when they're sitting on the bubble and here they are, you know, up to one on the Pacific division champs. You have to, and the next game is in your barn. Yeah.
1: Scrappy Dude. underdogs.
0: All right. Uh, finally Oilers Kings again, currently happening right now, Edmonton up to one in the series L.A. up two nothing in the game with 7:40 left in the second. So Oilers lead this 1-2-1. One, one. Now jerk, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna pile on. I'm not gonna tell everybody that you said you know like six seven weeks ago that you took L.A. because you know information changes which affects outlooks. Originally you said L.A. but you changed your your tune to Edmonton. How are you feeling about this? Because dude. Edmonton scoring fucking goals up in this bitch in the last two games, dude. Fourteen yeah. to two. I mean, the good you know,
1: the good teams find a way to win, right? And I think that's what Edmonton is. Edmonton is clearly the better team in this series, and and you know what i what I did clearly say
0: over- t- overcoming their goaltending, right? And what <laughs> what I
1: did say was that you know even though I pick Edmonton to win, I believe Edmonton will win. It would not shock me if LA found a way to win. Similarly to Dallas, they're kind of that scrappy underdog a little bit. But I think with Edmonton, I mean, yeah, you're right. The goaltending has is. It's it's a little scary. I'll be totally honest with you. It's, <laughs> On it's, both it's sides, a li- <laughs> it's a little scary. You know, whether it's Mike Smith or whether it's Koskinen, or but quick. Yeah, but you know what though? Mike Smith has held it in there, 9.46 save percentage, and like you said, the Kings are getting just bushel baskets full of goals, my man. Like it's just the Oilers. Oilers. I'm sorry. Yes, the Oilers. Like, you know, they okay. So they only get three goals in game one, but.
0: It was a one goal. Didn't Kane have a hat trick in game three?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, game one, <laughs> game one, they lose by one. Okay, big deal. It's a coin flip. But like you said, games two and three combined, they have 14 goals. And yeah, they got no goals tonight, but there's still a lot of game left to play.
0: Uh, I mean, Ian, at this one, it, I'll be, I got to be honest with you, Ian. Uh, there was a lot of times where I was just like, man, I feel like RNH gets a lot of extra pub. And I don't know that I see too much to back it up. But this He's their play- teddy bear. Uh, I was yeah. Say, but this playoffs though, dude, that R N H has been some shit.
3: Yeah, I think I, I think um, it's hard to stand out on a team that has Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. Like, obviously, when you're in that shadow, you everything, everyone looks small. I think. um, I think the thing about this L A team, like I, I picked Edmonton to win this series, but the thing with this L A team is like, L A team it doesn't matter. They win, they lose. It doesn't matter. They're playing money. house money. Yeah, it's house money, right? Whereas, like, Edmonton has everything to lose. <laughs> to because if Edmonton doesn't get out of the first round again, like, what a disaster for them, right? Whereas, like, if, if you know, like, Edmonton did you come back and win this game 7-2 and then wax them, you know, 8 nothing the next game, and
0: so LA's like, f- okay. Fuck all, yeah.
3: Yeah, like, it, LA's fine. Um, LA comes out of it just fine. Um, so I, I, mean, I think uh, that's clearly, a dangerous thing. Clearly punching up LA. Oh yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think it's like they're they're obviously a team on the rise, but you know it's not their time now. But I think LA. The one thing that's interesting about LA is, um, and and it's to to kind of cartwheel over to the Sharks for a second is like everyone always talks about how like the Sharks aren't rebuilding because they haven't stripped it down to the bolts. LA's been rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Who'd they move? Jeff Carter. Kopitar's been there the whole time. Quick's been there the whole time. Dowdy's Doughty. been there the whole time. Uh, Dustin Brown's been there the whole time. Like, you don't have to strip it down to the bolts to rebuild. And I think LA's a good example of that. And I think
0: it gets lost. So I thought I'd just throw that up. No, there. that's a fantastic point. Um, I mean, Jerk, how, how long has, has Connor McDavid been in the league? Like six, seven years? <laughs> One playoff win to his credit against the Sharks, Obviously, uh, oddly enough. But right now, this is looking so far could be an even series going back to Edmonton. It's been some sus goaltending for a few of these games. Again... LA's playing with house money if Edmonton gets bounced in the first round you can't blame this on Woodcroft like it makes you it almost makes you wonder like who pays the price if Edmonton loses in the first round you can't blame it on, Wood, on the Woodcroft manager.
1: Yeah. yeah you blame yeah you blame it on the players and you blame it on the general manager I mean we've talked about it especially you know the, I mean I
0: called on putt guy but go ahead
1: Well, you said jerk. You said jerk. Oh, did I say jerk? I'm sorry. You can throw it to Puck Guy. That's okay. I, the only thing I wanted to say, really quick, and then it's all Puck Guy. But you know, we we kind of made the joke many times on, uh, you know, TTG version 3.0 last summer. Whereas, like, you know, the Edmonton Oilers, it was really important to them to kind of rebuild their goaltending and get a new look, and they went with the same two guys. So,
0: if it does blow up on them,
1: you can't really be surprised.
0: Okay, uh, Sch- Skyler coming in. Ian stripping bolts is easier than two cups. Oh, stripping is, is, bolts oh, it is, is easier, easier with two, two cups. cups.
4: Yes, but
0: It's a solid, point. solid yeah,
3: point. Yeah, it's a solid. But but here's but here's the thing. It just shows though, like you don't have to like. The thing is, is LA has used their they they've used their draft capital very well, and they've developed very well. That's the key, mm-hmm. right? You oh. can, you can, you can, you you can sit at the bottom of the league. Like, look at uh, pretty soon, Quick got Quick be coming off the book soon. Uh, Dustin yeah, Brown's going to retire. Year, like, like, like these yeah. guys, these contracts are coming up. Similar to how some of the Sharks' contracts are coming up. And I loves me some Turcotte and Byfield. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, I, I. Is it easier to do that? Yes, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of people. They just they're like oh well no the sharks are never going to get better because they haven't traded everyone. You don't have to. You just have to well, draft and develop well. Well, and even somebody let
0: puck guy get in on his yeah, Kings <laughs> Oilers take. <laughs> God. Sorry, go I ahead. ahead puck no, guy. Uh, no you're, you. No, oh, you we, don't want to talk? Okay, jerk. Go ahead. Okay. No, it's all puck guy.
2: <laughs> no, Ian, you made some great points in regards to the goaltending. Like why? Why are you, you want to make change and then you go with the same two things to you guys and that's probably your shakiest You know issue here. You have the scoring, you know, you just need to and, and Mike Smith has played fairly well in this series Like you mentioned jerk uh, and, and I'm surprised that quick, you know gets the net in after after disaster uh, the last game But I, I'm like kind of like all team chaos. Yeah, I picked Edmonton in six but man, if LA were to upset the <laughs> upset them. <laughs> oh man, you you have to wonder what the heck is going to go on in Edmonton in the off season. Uh mind you, the last two of the last three playoff victories for the Oilers are against the Sharks, 2006 and 2017. And it's uh and and then the C Evander King tied for the league lead in goal scoring. It's like, come on, guys. Something's got to give with, with, with what's Edmonton's going on here, you know? Uh,
0: well, and that's the, that's the thing to kind of put a bow on this whole deal. And, yeah, okay, it goes back to all sharks and all the talking points. But it is what it is. It is what it is, guys. What's, what, what's Evander Kane doing? Doing pretty fucking good with Edmonton. What's Joe Pavelski doing with Dallas? pretty fucking good there and everybody sits there and blames either pavelski or blames either kane or carlson for not having pavelski i used to think of, well kane was a fucking you know he was a locker room cancer and blah 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 or is too many personal problems doesn't get along with them right, okay fine fucking guy scores goals you know do i do i want him with the checks no i don't but
3: i was geez. gonna say we, we, we're, we're
0: not seriously like Advocating for Evander Kane? Here are we? No, 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 no. Okay. But I'm just saying, it's Jesus just, fuck. it's just, <laughs> it's just the whole idea of like, out of the three personalities that seem to be in this Bermuda Triangle of the San Jose Sharks, where it's Pavelski, Kane, <laughs> and Carlson, it's like, who's the odd man out on this? Who's not in the playoffs right now? Who isn't scoring goals? You know what I mean? It's like somehow the Sharks are in the fucking butt end of this joke.
2: Can I make a no. point here? <laughs> Bob, <laughs> <Go ahead. yeah. laughs> was it a little uh, awkward when Bob was mentioning how how we were how the team was missing their leading goal scorer and they needed forty extra goals? It's like, dude, what do you what does that have to do with anything now? He he I, hasn't been with the team all year. I, I don't. Yeah, think he was calling. Scoring?
0: I don't think that was the thing about Kane. If anything, I think that was more. Of a dig at the front office, honestly. Yeah, right. yeah. Well,
1: and we saw, and we, and, and, you know, r- right oh. before Pete DeBoer was fired, Ooh. funnily enough, you know, right before DeBoer was fired, we kind of saw a similar thing happen where, you know, Tim Heed moonlights as the fourth line right winger. And, and when, when, uh, Pete DeBoer is asked about it, he says, well, you know, uh, needed uh needed an option at uh Forward and Tim Heed was our best choice. What does that tell you? Something doing to that, that effect. Yeah, front and, office
0: and doing the job.
1: Yeah, and guy was fired like 2 weeks later and that's not to say that in 2 weeks Bob is going to be fired, I mean God willing, but you know. <laughs> um, only, only one year left. But it, it's it's the same kind of thing where you know where, you know, Bob, it just I think you're making a comment like that about your boss. And then you expect to still be around? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I it's just, and I and I think, puck guy, you mentioned the whole forty goals thing. The thing that I find hilarious about that is, so Bob says, okay, if we had forty more goals, we're probably a playoff team. Well, take a little, take a That's look like at half the, the standings. Could say that. <laughs> okay, correct. But take a look at the standings. If the Sharks miraculously found a way to score forty more goals this year. Their goal differential is still minus ten. <laughs> you don't yeah. make the playoffs with a minus ten goal differential. Oh, and, and I would, decent... I
0: would disagree, my friend. Unless you're Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, exactly. And, and they
2: had decent goaltending, you know, uh, throughout the year too. But yeah, you make a good point. They need more offense. Right.
1: And 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 we've talked about we've talked about it all year. AJ and I specifically, where we've said, you know, the Sharks are th- last year to this year the Sharks are a better team without their best player. And so I think, if anything, that right there is like, oh, my God, we're a better team without our best player? Imagine how good we would be if we had a player
0: of similar ilk, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. All right. So we put a bow on that. Let's move. Let's have some fun. Let's talk about the You haven't been yet. doing that already? Oh, well, I mean, yeah. But let's talk uh, award picks. So... I mean, tomorrow they're going to announce... Uh, th- this whole... This is basically award two weeks. Uh, the, the finalist announcements are coming out. May 9th, tomorrow, it's going to be the Norris. On Tuesday, it'll be the Vesna. Wednesday is the Calder. Thursday is the Hart. Friday will be the Lindsay, And then the following week, Masterton. Then Selkie. Then Bing. Then Adams. Then Clancy. For the giggles... Uh, Teal Town wanted to get in on this and say who our nominees would be. Now, uh, Jerk is uh, he, he is one of those people that loves to cobble together all the picks into one big beautiful pick. But if you, usually, yeah. But if you want to see what everybody's individual ballots are. Save Dana and Landy. You will be able to find it on this, uh, on Teal Town USA, the post for this one. For whatever reason, Dana and Landy were unable to, uh, to, you know what it was? They were caught stuffing the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, let's, uh, jerk man, let's start with the Norris. Where, 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 so what, so what, so what, you just want, do you want like, um,
1: Teal Town USA's three nominees. Is that what you want? Sure. Okay.
0: Or 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 we can bandy about the four that we chose, but we can give Teal Towns on the post. So okay. So here okay. Here's what we'll do. I'll I think say that would be more fun to be honest.
1: Sure. So I'll say who we who? you know who Teal Town USA's nominees are, mm-hmm. and then maybe once all the awards are distributed, then we can talk about who our winner was and see kind of how we relate, but that's weeks away. Um, So you said the Norris trophy, correct? Yes, sir. So for the Norris trophy, and I'm just reading these, this is going to be in alphabetical order. So don't think that this is the finalist ranking or anything. It's just alphabetical order. Teal Town USA's top three for the Norris trophy, their finalists, Victor Hedman from Tampa
0: Bay. That's number one. (laughs) <laughs> alphabetical order my guy. oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i was I, you know what my bad because i'm also trying to watch the fucking la game go ahead alphabetical order yo because yossi comes we don't want
1: hedman. to give away the winner victor hedman from tampa bay so yossi Ro- roman yossi <laughs> from nashville and kale mccarr from colorado
4: mm-hmm.
1: so i don't know I don't know if anybody wants to say anything about those three or if we just want to shotgun through these. I don't know how you want to do it.
0: I mean, I, I feel, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I think those are two out of my three. Okay. Um. Yeah, keep it coy. We don't want to show too much of
1: how the sausage is made yet.
0: <laughs> well, but I, I think we should just, like, get into it. I mean, is uh, out, of those, out of all those picks, was there anybody that didn't have Yossi as numero uno?
3: yes sure
0: oh okay i'm just asking
1: i think the i think a better question to ask well would then be, ask it <laughs> well you have to ask it i'll ask it for you so of those three and again those are what we did is everybody did their own ballot and then we kind of took the aggregate score and that's the brand teal town usa's three finalists so you know obviously headman Makar yossi as we said uh you know Of those three, that's Teal Town USA's top three. But there were um,
0: some outliers, some heroes.
1: There was a player, a player who made it into one individual's top three that obviously didn't make it into the brand's top three. You know. All right. So there, there is somebody who felt that, you know, who kind of, uh, hero. yeah, move. a little bit of a hero move. You know, they went against the rest of the group, but that's fine. It, there, here's the thing about this. Individual ballots, nobody's wrong. That's the thing. You know, everybody has their opinion, and it's, and, you know, you're right. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to say right. you're
0: not as right as other people were.
1: Sure. And, you know, there was one person who had one of Teal Town USA's top uh, three finalists in uh, as their fifth place choice, so you can kind of chew on that. All right. So uh, Vesna. So with the Vesna, and again alphabetical order, so we're not giving anything away. Frederick Anderson from Carolina. Oh, not Vasilevsky. Brother, <laughs> you understand?
0: <where laughs> I know we alphabetical. I'm poking fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frederick Anderson from Carolina. Jacob Markstrom from Calgary. Igor Shosturkin from New York Rangers.
0: Vasilevsky didn't even make it in the top. Wow.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, once the full ballots are posted, you'll kind of see. But uh, there was no hero on this one. All right. There were, you know, there there were some different choices for first place. But... All of them, I believe, were appropriate first choices.
0: Man, I'm going to be real interested to see how Teal Town's picks stack up against what the announced ones are. That that's that's going to be interesting. All right, Calder, because holy crap, does opinion <laughs> come into well, play? Well, and I and and this one, you know, I think for, for lack this of one, research,
1: <laughs> I think this one, the top, you know, the first place choice, I think, was pretty. It dry. wasn't unanimous, but it was pretty close. But you saw, I think this was the most polarizing ballot out of all of them. And uh, you had, so again, alphabetical order, Michael Bunting from Toronto, Mo Sider from Detroit, and Trevor Zegers from Anaheim.
0: I, I have no problems with any of those. Mm-mm. If those aren't the three, I'd be shocked.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is we, you know, specifically with this one, you know, the top three was pretty consistent across the board. But kind of in the middle, you saw, you know, there were a lot of outliers, you know, Um, you saw there were a lot of players who got one vote from, you know, somebody, you know, somebody would say, oh, well, I really liked this person. And maybe nobody else liked that person, but that one person still liked them. You know what I mean?
0: Mm Anybody? Anybody? (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right. and you know what While we're doing this I mean if you have a pick Throw it out to the chat All the people that are uh, nice enough to join us I mean who's your Nor- Norris pick Who's your Vesna pick Who's your Calder pick Let- Throw them in the chat right now We're going to move on to the heart right now What? Give us the three for the heart in chat do us a favor Tell us your heart pick
1: So we have Alphabetical order Jonathan Huberdeau from florida austin matthews from toronto and igor shesterkin Or i'm sorry
0: ha connor mcdavid from edmonton there's
1: a little bit of fuckery Ah. there and and you know what though
0: i and 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 this is not me uh trying to be a dick at all there may be people that are somewhat new to hockey or new to our podcast that are not aware of what these trophies represent so we should just put it out there Norris best defenseman, Vesna best goaltender, Calder best rookie. Hart is but what basically MVP, most valuable player. player, But it seems like it's kind of like you know to their team, you know.
3: Well, because there's it's weird because so is voted by the media uh, by the media. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing.
1: So the Hart Trophy, it's weird because so the Hart Trophy is it's It's MVP. MVP according to the media, but then you have the Ted Lindsay, which is ostensibly MVP according to the players. Right? Yeah, and we have to. So,
0: we also have to put it out there that you know we say MVP according to the media. Remember, Kurz is a member of the media, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we, you know, we and so Kevin. it's you see,
1: you'll see a lot of mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of players who will win the Hart and the Lindsay in the same year for because you know sure. MVP is is pretty pretty open and shut so where well, i'm sorry who do we have on heart uh huberdo matthews and mcdavid what I, wow
0: I'm, and I'm, and this one this one was pretty polarizing i was gonna I say, say. I, yeah because i think i'm in my ballot i think i might have one of those three
1: so here let me let's let's talk a little inside baseball here so austin matthews is one of is one of our finalists for the heart trophy would you believe me if I told you that multiple people had him as their fifth place choice?
0: Absolutely! Wow. No, I totally would believe that. Yeah. All right. So, so we'll... this
2: this one was very polarizing. Hey, All right. And and this was one. Uh, sorry, AJ, but this was one year where there were a lot of choices for for the heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay Award you said was.
1: Uh we didn't do uh voting for the Ted Lindsay
0: only because it's we're very players. similar to the Hart Trophy and yeah we're not yeah, players. Exactly. <laughs> we're also <laughs> so, not really
1: media but you get the point.
0: Yeah, and and Masterton kind of same boat. Uh we did
1: do Masterton but what I did was I took um, so the the Masterton is different, where every team nominates a player, which is personally that's how I think the Heart Trophy should be. And what's every the Masterton
0: for? For the people who don't know,
1: you know, perseverance to hockey, overcoming uh, overcoming adversity, um, all <laughs> that kind if of stuff. Only if it was
0: overcoming coaching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some might
0: say that that's adversity,
1: um, but <laughs> but you know. So what I did was, you know, I took the uh, you know. The player that every NHL team nominated, I took all of them, threw it in a pool, and I said, okay, pick your top three. And so this one is very polarizing as well. Really? But it's intentionally polarizing because the field is, you know, it's pretty open-ended. You know, you could make the argument that there are 32 first-place candidates. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Uh, are there, um, but are there, are there, were there any that st- stuck out or whatever? And I have to just ask you to vamp on that for a minute because I need stuck to Stuck out
1: in which terms?
0: Just the idea of like, you're talking about polarizing, but th- you, when you say polarizing, everybody's taking their top three, but were did a lot of people get like, w- was there one person got a lot of votes, but then two and threes were all over the place. You know what I mean? I'll be happy.
1: sure. So we had, so the top three for, uh, the top three for this, uh, you know, for the Masterton was, Brian Boyle, who's on Pittsburgh, Ryan Getzlaff, who's on Anaheim, and Carey Price, who's on Montreal. And with this one specifically, so two of those three got a lot of votes. You know, that was pretty unanimous, but, you know, Brian, uh, Brian Boyle and Price and Getzlaff, even though two of these guys got a lot of the votes, the third person had significantly less than the other two. And there was a lot of, you know, a lot of players who had one second place vote, but there were so many of them. And so, you know, the top two, again, we're not saying who the top two are, but the top Mm -hmm. two had most of the votes. And then it was kind of just like a long list of a lot of guys who had one vote. All right. Uh, How about the Selkie? Or nominee, I should say, whatever word you want to say. Give me the Selkie.
0: The Selkie? Best defensive forward.
1: Yeah, the Selkie. So we've got no heroes.
0: <laughs> no, this one. This one is actually Shit, pretty. Uh, heroes. No.
1: <laughs> this one was obvious, and it was really close. So, Sasha Barkov from Florida, Patrice Bergeron from Boston, Ryan O'Reilly from St. Louis, and actually, <laughs> similar to it, similar well, to the Masterton ask... Trophy. Really something? quick. Okay. Similar to the Masterton Trophy, you had two guys who kind of ran away with it, and then the third guy and everybody else were kind of, you know, after a lot of space, you know? Was Kopitar fourth? I can neither confirm nor deny. All right. Uh, Lady But, but what I will tell you is Kopitar, Kopitar did get votes um, all over the place. You know, there wasn't one specific place you know first second third fourth fifth there wasn't one specific ranking that he got he got a little bit of everything
0: all right uh lady bing uh what's it for
1: lady bing is kind of like the nice
0: guy award you know oh you know this guy's really Marlowe never won this i will not know he was nominated twice yeah how he was only nominated twice i will not know
1: and so this one this one um you know, we saw a lot of a lot of people who got a vote, you know, or I should say who received a vote, like um a lot of players who got one vote from a bunch of different people. And so it's pretty open ended here. But your top three, you're looking at Josh Bailey, Kyle Connor, and Ryan Pulak. And again, I'm not gonna say which one, we'll obviously get into that later, but the winner of the Lady Bing, not even close. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not even close. <laughs> All right, finally, the Jack Adams. And this is for? Coach of the Year. Oh, my lanta. So, Coach of the Year, again, top three.
1: Uh, Andrew Burnett, Florida. Gerard Gallant, New York Rangers. Daryl Sutter, Calgary Flames. Wow. And this one, one, very similar to the Masterton, very similar to the Selkie, where the top two were in a class of their own, and then number 3 and everybody else were Hodgepodge. a bit lower. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, kind of kind of like uh, you know, there's only a third place nominee because we have to have a third place nominee. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: yeah. right. Well, that that was fun. I can't wait to see again the the words are going to be announced day by day over the next 2 weeks, but if you want to know what the peeps from TLT, Teal Town USA think we'll see how the aggregate does we're gonna post it person by person ballot along with the aggregate yes yeah sure we'll do something like that i have to you know i gotta
1: i have a whole spreadsheet on it so I think i'll need I to see. go through it and think about the best way to present it and are then we'll you know we'll we'll put it out there even if it, you know even if i don't know if they're doing a full show this year or if they're announcing the winner one by one but either way we'll put it out there
0: are you trying to say that you have a Maduel.
3: <laughs> There's a spreadsheet for everything. Hey.
0: Selkie surprises
3: me a little bit. So yeah, like which now? one? Yeah. Selkie surprises me a little bit. And yeah. why do you say that? Um, Because I'm surprised that uh, Elias Lindholm's not in the top three. He did get some votes. Elias Lindholm did get some votes,
1: but he... Did those votes uh, come from
0: the smart people? <laughs> <laughs> We're all
1: smart. <laughs> no, I think... um, I don't know. He no, really was. Don't. The Selkie, the sel- for me personally, the Selkie was really hard for me to pick. It was like I knew who. It seemed like a wide field. Yeah, well, I knew who my top two were. So it was like, okay, who's number one, who's number two, right? But then beyond that, it was like, okay, Jesus, who do I pick for three, four, five? You know, And so we kind of, again, like I said before, number one and two, pretty undisputed. And then three and the rest are way down the line.
0: Well, I know when it comes to hockey, if somebody asks me who I think is a is a big piece of number two, it's usually Dustin Brown. <laughs> but that's oh, only God. when you bring up number two. <laughs> no? Wow. Cheap shot? Easy joke? I don't know. So I think with that, it's time to wrap it up. It's been two hours of Teal Town USA Live. So much to get into. It was Marlo's... What we think is going to be a retire, retirement eight eight, baby. announcement. Eight by eight. New <laughs> uh, Sharks GM. We don't know. We're all going to find out this Tuesday, 11 a.m. Should be on the Sharks Audio Network. Make sure to check that out. Uh, we talked about Redeem Shimmick and maybe him not being so enthralled with the coaching or front office staff. We had Elliott Friedman on Carlson and Burns. We'll see how that plays out between now and the start of next season. And then, of course, the NHL playoffs and kind of some cool shocks and surprises. I'm still a little tilted that Florida does not have the lead in that one. And then, of course, the NHL award pick. So with that, of course... We want to encourage all of you once again to please hey hit the subscribe button follow us on the show social media there's so much to choose from if you ever want to support us during a live show you can use the super chat option if not hey you're on a delay it's all good hit us up on venmo little little something in the tip jar at teal town USA so with that, I think it's the best opportunity in the world. And yes, I said opportunity, not chance, not look, oh boy. but this is the chance for your famous last words. We will start with one, Mr. Puck guy.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I'm not used to being on Sunday nights at 7, so yes. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Ian, uh, okay,
0: you. No. <laughs> Go ahead. But, what, but <laughs> I, I almost made that... Ian spit it. I almost made him spit it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be live doing a live reaction to the NHL draft lottery on Tuesday night. So be on the lookout for that. So, yes, hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Currently, to let you know Sharks when 3% by. yes. Three yes. percent. They are in the eleventh spot. Uh so they have a chance to to uh win the lottery for the first time ever. Uh there's also a chance that they could be picking as far as thirteenth, but again, slight chance. Everybody um, listening to this Twitter.
0: podcast has a chance to win the lottery for the first exactly. time.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Pug guy fourteen. Okay,
3: Ian,
0: your famous <laughs> last words.
3: Uh, Famous last words. Uh, I got COVID. I lived. Thank God. Um, (laughs) Ironic that it's
2: famous last words. There. Famous last words. Yeah. yeah, If you
0: got COVID and didn't live, would you be here right now? I don't know. Maybe. You never know be floating like that hockey jerk ghost right up here right so. <laughs> right <laughs> oh,
3: um yeah i mean look it's gonna be an interesting summer for the sharks uh i feel like you know we say this every year but this year is gonna be no different um and we're gonna obviously look at we're gonna keep pumping out content because that's what we do uh so like fuck i said you know we got like live reactions coming up to draft lottery. And obviously as news happens, we'll fix it. If it breaks, we'll fix it. Yeah. As it breaks, we'll fix it. Um, and yeah, I mean, so obviously stay tuned, uh, more, more, more of this to come. This is not a one-off there. There'll be more of this. I promise.
0: And finally one, Mr. Senior jerk. So, Last week to wrap wrap up the <laughs> oh, pugnology. I just love that. so. <laughs> we uh,
1: we announced a little. We announced a contest for two jerseys. I don't know. Remember what jersey it's, AJ it's will a, tell you?
0: the teal together. The the fan appreciation jerseys. Go yes,
1: ahead. Yes, the 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 hold hands and hug and kiss mm-hmm. jerseys. And uh, so, what we said was the way to enter the contest was you were supposed to email me hockey jerk ten at gmail.com. With your prediction for the Barabanov contract, whether that's with the Sharks or another team, and the Ferraro extension, and we got eight people to email about the Barabanov contract, only four for the Ferraro extension. So what the shit? if? So if you're interested in in one of the uh, you know the Shersies that was inspired by our own puck guy 14, ah, uh, you need to send me an email with your prediction for those two contracts. And whoever is the closest... Is that correct, by the way? Yeah, it looks good. Whoever is the closest is is, going to win a jersey. And obviously, probably what we'll look at is we'll probably look at, you know, okay, who's got the years correct? And then from that group of people, who's the closest on the dollars? And if nobody has the years correct, then we'll go straight to the dollars. And if nobody's even close, then, you know, maybe we'll do a runoff. Who knows? But... That's the contest. I know. I know AJ's wife is just desperate for the closet in that room to be emptied. So please send me your emails.
0: My wife. <laughs> so at, or, uh, well, not at, the email, hockey jerk ten at gmail.com. That's it. All right, come on. It's 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 not that hard, people. I mean, you're getting a shirtsy, Yes, it was
1: designed by somebody else, and it was pro- uh, produced by somebody else, and it was distributed by the Sharks. But I have it on good authority that it was inspired by Puck Guy 13, 14, and that <laughs> enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you <the> Puck Guy. <laughs> I blame the chat. I blame Al. He said thirteen in the chat. It messed me up. <sighs> point being this <gasps> jersey was inspired by something Puck guy did i have it on good authority and that's reason enough to get into this email contest
2: i i, I have to correct you jerk i i had nothing to do with this design but this design
1: else... sure but the terminology someone else might say something about
2: yeah that. there you go oh I, I... yes that's very <laughs> true
1: oh that, yeah we that...
3: have, we have receipts on jerk that. Does Puckeye 13 point. just have like an evil goatee? That's
1: what I want to know. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's the thing. Doctor Strange is not the only one who can traverse the multiverse. We can too. And Puckeye yeah. 13 is out there somewhere. And maybe we'll have mm. him on the show.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. So with that, remember to subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on social media. Listen to the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. You know everything. So we're, again, as Ian said, when Sharks News breaks, we're we're going to be here to fix it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be live. Uh, but I'm last in line for this. So uh, my famous last words, and, and, and I've been waiting a week for this because I have something to say. My famous last words,